OMG, I had to, had to, had to come back and post this. Y'all already know, sometimes I do the title and the description after because I have to wait for it to upload. And then that's where I type in my finalized notes. Y'all, do you see this thumbnail? Her ring. Oh my gosh. That thing is huge. Listen, 47-year-old women out here are winning. Don't let them fool you. Don't even let them fool you. What is good, Divine Feminines, Divine Masculines? All right. So I wanted to go over this video with you. Okay, so um, I was looking for this video last night. Well, it, what happened is I had typed in black women um, in YouTube to just kind of see what's what's on the... I'm distracted. Y'all you already know I'm obsessed with this song, right? Um, I know, I know, and I'm not restarting the video. Okay, so... Um, I had typed in black women into YouTube and, um, I was going through and, um, something came up on, in the pictures that showed something like along the lines of, um, men don't hit the wall. So I was like, and, and then I think what caught my, my attention first and like, why is there a white man on my screen type of a thing and I'm like why of all people is Robert Kraft on my on my screen I've already had a little bit of smoke for Robert Kraft um way back in the days like I want to say is it like almost like when I first started podcasting <laughs> he he got off easy I feel like after uh, Weinstein they should you know hit him up a little bit but but um and so uh let me try to accelerate because I'm getting distracted because my motion sensors are going off. My my dog is in the back. I'm pretty sure it's my dog. But anyways, concentrate, concentrate. So um, I was looking for the, because I wanted to talk about it and I have a couple of talking points. I'll probably try to keep this under 10 minutes. So I came back to look for the video and I guess the good news is that you can't find it. Um, so I tried typing in black women again. I tried to do the search according to um like the most current and I also tried to look at it um under the title like black men don't hit the wall I cannot find the video so I don't know so here's what I found interesting right it was a black guy that was and you know what I think happened I think that I pressed do not recommend so that's why he's not even showing up on my stuff because I'm just quick like that like as soon as I see this I'm like whatever so, but here's what's interesting, right? If if he's just using that to um, make a generalization or, you know, be a, a like a hype guy for Robert Kraft, I actually don't have a problem with it. I actually, um, you know, think that we could learn some lessons from Robert Kraft, right? Um... Robert Kraft is worth $10 billion. He was previously married to his high school sweetheart. 
And um, she passed away of, I believe, ovarian cancer, but definitely cancer in 2011. Um, he started dating this woman in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. I could be, it could, it could have been a little bit later, a few years later, right? Um, cause, and so, you know, when I've talked about how one of my favorite books, um, that I remember reading back in the days when I was learning about quantum leaps, I, I kid you not, it was in my apartment. I remember I went to Barnes and Nobles. I read the book there and then I was like, I need this in my collection. And I bought, brought it home <clears throat> And that was around the time, same time I was doing like the quantum leak, leap cup method um, in my kitchen. So I still remember where I had, you know, my sections and I had it there with my school books and everything. But one of the indicators of a, of the millionaire next door is that they get married and they're in long-term committed relationships, right? And or in, in the case of Robert Kraft, his high school sweetheart, right? So now, but with that being said... Um, with that being said, part of my problem with, with, uh, Robert Kraft is, you know, he, he's a high earner, but he's not a high value man. This is the same guy that was caught in a prostitution ring, um, at a, it was like a, a Chinese, um, massage parlor where like the women were held captive and, but he was a John, he would go there all the time to get his little kinks off. Right. And the happy endings type of a thing. So I have problems with his character. Um, And so I also think that the lesson that we can learn from Robert Kraft is that, um, you know, it's one thing he is, I'm going to say it. He, 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 his preference is going to be, nope. I stand corrected. Let me back up. Because this is cool. Like, let me just... I don't need to do a Candace Owens on you and redact information, you know? I like to have some type of integrity, even if it's for myself. Like, if I, if I have to come back and say, like, mm, I wasn't right on this one, it was wrong. Um, I was going to highlight how Robert Kraft's preference is white women, right? His, his first wife was a white woman. His... Um, second wife is a white woman, you know, and one thing you see is that they pedal, pedalistize their own women, right? When they have like, um, for example, when they have these beauty pageants, of course, they're going to elevate their own women, right? Of course, they're going to say that their features are the best. Of course, they're going to, you know, praise in essence their mom, right? You can almost kind of go a little bit into the Oedipus complex thing, right? Where it's kind of like the first love you have is your is your mother, right? Um, and so with that, you like her blonde hair, you're gonna like her blue eyes, you're gonna like that. And that's what you're gonna seek. So I think that that's actually natural. But where I caught myself is that, you know, if he's going to these Asian parlors he, you know, he likes his women for, and I just did a, um, uploaded a clip from a song I heard, you know, and I called it the Samson anthem type of a thing, but it's kind of like a perversion or obsession with what foreign women do, right? Anytime you wanted, cause, cause anytime, even in cultures, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the black culture, 
But even when I think about other cultures, um, the, the more elite ones, per se, right? And there's been some corruption over the years, right? It's been tainted over the years. But it's something about making sure that your the the daughters, you know, so there's the concept of the poor man's daughter and the rich man's daughter. Like even when I was talking about that guy that was on Kendra and he said, I wouldn't approach a woman that, you know, has a lot of money or has like a big ring that I can afford. That was the luxury and the blessing of being a rich man's daughter, right? Because part of the whole... um what they would do when I've heard, you know, not in my community, but I've heard other people, you know, say, well, I try to make sure that she has so much, she's so blinged out that, you know, it's going to keep the dusties away. And that's exactly how it's supposed to be. You better believe I want my niece to be able to have like a nice car, big earrings, you know, designer, everything. And yeah, it's going to scare people off because they're going to be like, I can't afford to keep up her lifestyle. But if we're poor, you know, like the poor man's daughter type of a thing, then it's kind of like it's easy for people to run up on you. Right. And they know that one, you don't have protection. Right. And there's no there's no value there. But. um, And so the whole thing about with him going to the foreign type of a thing is. The the, <laughs> I'll stay in my lane for the most part and stick to you know what I understand for the black community. So it's it's kind of hard for me to speak on other people's stuff. But even the the Chinese women, they have their low, you know, um, vibrational men that will pimp their women out. And even here in twenty twenty two, this just happened to Robert Kraft. He just got arrested, I think, like right before the pandemic. So that was like around 2019, like that summer or something. He had gotten caught in a sting with all these other men that were were going there knowing damn well, you know, that's what happens. And so those women don't have any protection. And so he's not going to go. I don't remember if that was an overlapping with the time that he was engaged to this woman, but it's like. He's not doing that that with his wife. He keeps his wife pure, you know? And so it's that same whole idea too. Like if you want to go sit on a woman's face, poop on her face, pee and urinate in her face, you know, do all this other stuff, then you go out. And there's a reason that they have those preferences. But let me kind of get back to the point. Aside from that, at the end of the day, the lesson you can learn from Robert Kraft is he marries his own, right? And... Yeah, maybe some of it is for love, but if you really think this man is doing it for love, the way that that um and again, it's so different with other cultures, but they marry for generational wealth, right? For assets. If he doesn't marry her or have something to, you know, pass it over to like his wife, his wife technically should have lived past him because there was also an age gap with his But that that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make sense. Wait, is the math right? Because she was 68 when she died. Um, and that was his high school sweetheart. So they couldn't have been more than four years. There couldn't have been more than a four-year difference. So um, what was my other point? Let me see here. So, and, and I think it was interesting because when you talk about um, intellectually lazy, 
I wasn't going to click on the video. Obviously, I probably, you know, put do not recommend so it's not showing up. But I, I'm wondering if he's trying to imply that black men are like Robert Kraft. Because at that point, you're comparing apples and oranges. The white culture, they value marriage, right? They have the institution of marriage through the church and through religion, right? And um, obviously... He values marriage because he married his high school sweetheart from an early age, maintained that relationship, and then now he's getting married again. Another thing that was interesting to me too is I'm not I'm definitely not gonna mention the content creator who's notorious for this, but he really has a thing about women who hit the wall. And so to him, anything over I don't remember if it's thirty-five or twenty-five, as if men don't hit the wall themselves I'm telling you by the time they're 35 erectile dysfunction sets in and they start getting the male pattern baldness and the quality of their sperm is just whack it just is what it is right and what I always find so interesting too is you'll have this older man that's like 35 up trying to date a 20 year old 25 year old or even someone his age, and he's already hit that wall. It's kind of like, and then try to blame it on the woman. I'm like, sir, get out of here. But anyways, um, so here you have it, you know, that culture. There was one more thing I wanted to say about them, kind of like um, leveraging marriage, right? Um, In the black community, we've talked about this before. Or is that there are 1% or whatever percentage of men that, that are going to, you know, black men that are going to value marriage? Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to break a nail or, you know, waste too much breath trying to argue with you on that. But in terms of um, percentage wise, it's we're we're way down at the bottom. Right. And so. I just thought it was interesting. Oh, what I was talking about was the hitting the wall. There's a content creator that he just would like, I think he would probably have kittens if he found out Robert Kraft had married a 47-year-old because in his mind, it's going to be like, oh, she, why would Robert Kraft you know, marry a woman that's hit the wall? She is 47 for the love of God. And why would he even marry a woman? He should be ex- exercising his options and da 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 So I'm just a little bit confused as to that. Um, I already mentioned, in my opinion, uh, Kraft is not a high value man. He's a high earner. He's worth ten billion, but in terms of you know, if there is an overlap with the between the time that he got engaged to this to this woman, and um, and was caught up in that porn stuff over there, then you know, eh, that's not necessarily what I would consider. You know. I I wouldn't really want that in... Com- I would not want that in my companion, you know? Um, if they're going to glorify that aspect and glorify that he was out here running around on her, th- that's what they do. You know, I'm not going to try to fight and be like, no, they don't. That's what they do. They're going to glorify the deviant behavior. That's just unfortunate, right? That's what I grew up in that culture with. Whatever. Um... So we talked about how there's a contrast between the two cultures. Like if 
he's going to have a problem if he's trying to compare black men to Robert Kraft. You know, even when you talk about how um, Robert Kraft by himself is worth $10 billion and black men as a collective are costing, you know, every year $50 billion a year, you can't compare apples and oranges. And another thing I wanted to talk about, too, is, you know, it, then you start to use sentences like, well, he didn't hit the wall. Well, he did hit the wall. He hit it at 35. He was already married, already pumped out his kids if he had any. You know what I'm saying? Already had the erectile dysfunction type of a thing going on, whatever, what have you. But I feel like um, he's still a high earner, right? So whatever you lack, you know, you can make up for because he has a name behind him. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have men like the one that I showed on the podcast, like two, two or three weeks ago, where he was at the bus stop waiting for he looked like Baba Rashan, basically, he looked like Baba Rashan, which by the way, I, you know, (laughs) Is he still alive? I'm not even trying to be funny though, but I think he's warm food. But anyways, so um, remember I did the podcast like two or three weeks ago, and it was a, it was basically Baba Rashan was at the um bus stop, and he was waiting for the bus to come pick him up, and it was two hours for him to go to a green lo- uh, grocery shop, and then um that has fresh fruit and produce. And he got four trash bags, I mean, four grocery bags, and it took him another two hours to bring it. And I, um, so he was scruffy. He didn't have no nieces, aunts, you know, not aunts. He didn't have no nieces or nephews or children of his own or someone in the neighborhood to come kind of take, you know, come pick him up or take care of him or drive him, you know, if even if he paid him a couple dollars to just take him, nobody's looking out for him. So he and and he had grown up in that community and had nothing to left, leave behind in the community. You can invest in craft if you want to. You can if I'm not mistaken. Let me go to um let me go type in craft and see what it says for stock. So it has craft foods and um let me just check because I think it's under. Is it under Haynes? No, don't come for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. One more thing I wanted to say, too. Yeah. So you can actually buy stock in um, Kraft Haynes. The ticker symbol is KHC. Let me just look at the his numbers here real quick. So over the past five years, eh, over the past five years. It's gone down in value. At an all-time high, it was at $81. It's now worth $35. Um, going through some type of consolidation phase. Now, this should be interesting because if things pan out the way that I, you know, um, am just kind of thinking as it as I'm looking at this. So, it's fluctuating. Yeah, it, it's right. It started off the year about $35, and right now it's ending out the year around $35. At its high for this year was up at forty three. Um, do they pay dividends? They do pay four percent dividends. Um, so what's interesting here is does he have kids? Let me just check something real quick, y'all. Let me, cause I'm curious, Robert Kraft. Does he have children? Cause I'm gonna tell you how this is gonna play out with the marriage. 
Oh, snap. So he has... He has four kids, y'all. He has Jonathan Kraft. Ladies, come scoot them up. No, I'm just kidding. So he has four sons. Wow, this is interesting, y'all. Let me just kind of... So he has a son, Jonathan Kraft, Daniel Kraft, David Kraft. And David, it looks just like his dad. That's wild. Like, he looks just like his dad. So I had to make sure. Um, and then Joshua Kraft looks like he's the baby. <laughs> you could tell, like, all the, the by the pictures and everything. And so um, they, they also have, you know, he uh, Robert Kraft also has father, has fathers, has brothers. And so the grandparents are Harry Kraft and Sarah Kraft. Okay, this is really interesting. Let me just check what's going on with Jonathan Kraft real quick. So Jonathan Kraft, which is one of his sons, is the president of the Kraft Group, comp- uh, the holding company. And I love that. Listen, that's what I always wanted for my son or my daughter. I would have definitely wanted to make sure that our kids, that it would be like my son or daughter's name would be such and such American businessman, president of the Kraft Group. So definitely taking on that family name. And so he says um, the holding company of the craft family business he's also oh the president of the new england patriots y'all listen so um jonathan craft is 58 years old he's also married okay so we can learn from that and um he has a son harry craft let's see what's going on with daniel craft so daniel craft oh wait how can you Oh, wait, wait, wait. So Jonathan is the president. And then Daniel, they must have Cope. Okay. Daniel Kraft is the president of the Kraft Group International. And that's a private holding company headquartered in Boston. So at this point, the dad has sent, you know, the, the, they've gone international. I love it. Um, but it doesn't look like he's really. Now, here's, here's, here's something interesting to look at. He's into private equity investing. I have been wanting to research that. It's, it's one of the things that's on my table um, for me to kind of pick up and kind of explore it a little bit more in terms of private, private equity investing. And um, so Daniel Kraft doesn't look like he's married and he doesn't have any children. Okay, now let's look at David Kraft. David Kraft also is not married or has kids from what I see here. And then Joshua Kraft also isn't married or doesn't have any kids. It's saying here, Joshua Kraft is the president of Kraft Family Philanthropies. Wow, I just love this, y'all. I know I came to kind of drag or drill a little bit, but listen... I've talked a little bit about philanthropy and how I believe that, you know, every divine feminine, divine masculine should have a philanthropic effort. And or if you're going to have a quote unquote twin flame, you know, relationship where the relationship is about mission, it, you know, and a lot of people think it's about sex and passion and being horny and all this stuff. But really, you're supposed to have a mission together, a joint mission. And so that's where philanthropy comes in. Philanthropy 
So this is, and so it says here, Joshua Kraft stepping down as president and CEO in 2020. Now, what does it say here? He had a lousy law school admission. (laughs) Okay, okay. He's stepping down as president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Boston. Okay, that's fair enough. I can see that. Um... Has a lousy law school admission test score to thank for his meteoric rise to president. Um, He always thought he'd go to law school. But he bombed his LSATs. I knew I needed to find another career path. Something I really liked and was good at. He enjoyed teaching 7th and ninth graders during an internship after he earned his bachelor's degree in history from Williams College. So here's another thing too. This is so interesting because I know there's conversations going on about 50 Cent and, you know, in my opinion, 50 Cent ought to be embarrassed AF about himself because this is, that is the result of an absent father, right? And um, he didn't instill any values in his son, you know? So here is Kraft and you see that even the youngest son had to go to school, right? And he even went and pursued his bachelor's at Williams College. I I wouldn't, in history, you know, history, eh. considering that his dad is, you know, this big CEO, but then again, he has three older brothers. So at that point, what, what are you going to kind of inherit? But I love this because in terms of even when you talk about Andrew Carnegie, and really making sure that you have a legacy and pouring back into the community and and raising the vibration. This is nice. And so it says here, after 30 years with the organization, including 12 as CEO. Wow. So he was 12 years with um, the Boys and Girls Club. As they see, oh, that's wild, y'all, for 30 years. And again, you know, I really want to, um, you know... I would love to see more of this leadership. I would desire to see more of this type of leadership with black men, right, in our community. I really would. Um, And it says here, so he's stepping down at the end of the year to become president of the Kraft Family Philanthropies. So it sounds like his dad created that niche for him. And um, I just love it, y'all. I, I'm probably maybe a little bit too happy with it. But it says, under his um leadership, the Boys Boys and Girls Club has increased the number of youngsters served from 8,000 in the fiscal year 2001 to 12,500. Its operating budget from 11 million to 25.6 million. So he's growing it, right? Um, And I, I think he should take pride in that. So it says from 2012 to 2017, Kraft led the organization through a five-year campaign that raised $132 million. So I love that because he's taking all of that experience, all of that that knowledge, and now he's going to apply it to his dad's um, company and add that philanthropic aspect, right? The fundraising aspect. I just... I know I'm probably sounding a little bit kind of geeked out, but I just love it makes sense. And I just love how that worked out. And so it says Josh's lifelong devotion to families across Boston and Chelsea is made evident by his transformational leadership, particularly during challenging times. 
So its ability to adapt to support the needs of the communities served is a testament of his consistent guidance and gift for connecting with members, staff, and board members alike. Well, y'all, so Robert has four sons. Now, I don't know if they have his same, you know, proclivities or whatnot. Um, Let me just finish up my notes here. Um, yeah, I think if, if I don't think it's fair for, I think like if, like, okay, if I wanted to talk about like, what's a white woman that I could talk about? Uh, Ivanka Trump, right? I could talk about how she has traveled the world, you know, and kind of been a um, spokesperson for her father and for his brand. She has her shoe line. Um, I remember she had a clothing line. I remember that he featured her on um, his show, you know, The Apprenticeship. And, you know, before all this stuff hit the fan, I used to like to watch that show. And um, it was nice to see that he would bring his kids in and teach them the ropes and kind of teach them how to be just as cutthroat as he was, including for his daughter. And I really like that Ivanka was able to take that in and run with it. Right. Um, but would I take a white woman and broad stroke that to say that she represents black men or the black community? I mean, that she represents black women or the black community? No, no. And and so then this is the thing too, because if you're going to say that men don't hit the wall, the person that he married is in, you know, and again, this is kind of unfortunate because I, I, at some point, I'm going to be so disconnected and unplugged from that matrix that I came from, because when you start to rationalize it, you start to sound like hear how dumb it sounds, right? Because um, in the black community, we say that that 47 woman, 47 year old woman would have been post wall. So you can't argue men don't hit, don't hit a wall, but you have him marrying a 47 year old woman. So which is it? Is it men don't hit a wall or is it white men don't hit a wall or is it rich men don't hit a wall? Cause that's what I really think it is. I don't even think it has anything to do with them being white. It has more so to be with him being rich, okay? And then the thing is, the woman that he married, and emphasis on married, because I think in our community, what would most likely happen is he would do a Mayflower, right? Mayflower is wealthy, but he will um, make a fiancé out of, of an escort, you know, and then once he's good and done with her, he'll go and move on to someone else. And or if it's a pastor... You know, he'll be with her for like 17 years and then he'll get a Cracker Jack, you know, Cracker, Cracker Jack box, you know, engagement ring and propose to her. But he doesn't have anything to his name. We all know that men by the age of 47, they're needing a nursing home care or entering nursing homes. And he just said, F it. I've lived my best life. And now I I need a nurse and she's been here. I'm going to just, you know, marry her. And I have no assets to give her, no name to give her, nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So which is it? Or 
Because if, if you're going to say that men, you're going to use Robert Kraft to say that men don't hit a wall, then women don't either. Because the person he married is proof that you can be living your best entire moisturized life at 47 and still get married. <laughs> and even I was going to say something, but it's funny because I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give you my losing points on this one. Like I'll probably practice, uh, you know, some journalistic integrity, but I'm not going to. Yeah, am I am I withholding? Uh, what I was going to say is, you know, if he's going to use that to imprint on black men, then you can use the same thing for black women, too. If he's good, but that that might not be the most intellectually. OK, I'm going to go because I have to put my little one up. He is he is tired, y'all. He has had a long day and I need to go to bed, too, because I have stuff to do in the morning. I have a party to go to on Tuesday I still have to go buy the gift and I still have to go grocery shopping. And I feel like, oh yeah, I have training tomorrow. I have training tomorrow for um, doing my trades and... <sighs> okay. Well, let me finish drinking this alkaline water, y'all. I hope this was fun. You know, I, I really like the energy that I'm even in, in as I'm doing a temperature check and closing out because I'm, I'm, how many, what, what's today? Today is, ooh, it's 9-11 on the clock. It is, today is October 16th. And I do want to do a separate podcast kind of just documenting my process of unplugging from the matrix. And I officially unplugged again um, October 1st. And I said, you know what? It's my birthday month. And I just really want to just move away from the things that no longer serve me and that toxic community and toxic culture. And so I've done it before. I've mentioned it before. Some of you have heard me mention it before earlier in the year. And so one of the, the differences about this this go round is that I noticed myself kind of getting sucked back in into the into the toxicity a little bit like y'all just went completely wild and um I had to kind of check my my you know am I gonna allow myself to get pulled back in so that happened around the fourth and then I went for another four days and then just constantly paying attention but there was some some type of like a clicking or disconnecting and um it took me to a a place where I just feel happier now and carefree and so even with content like this I could go in and want to drill but I would still get something of value out of it right I would still find out about like his four sons and how they have the international you know um aspect they have the um two two presidents um, one international and one for philanthropy. I like the history of the youngest son and his contribution to society and the community and for the Boys and Girls Club. And, you know, I love the fact that he went to school. And uh, one last thing, too, that I learned about Robert Kraft, I'm, again, not the biggest fan of his lifestyle and his character, but um, there's something to be said, like even when you look at his stock, he will forever have an imprint. Here was a, here was part of the reason why we even went to the Suns. 
you know, I was figuring he probably didn't even have um children. And so he was just marrying her to transfer the wealth over to her. And so she will be in some way onboarding or taking over some of the inter enterprise aspect of things. But but now he got four four boys out here running these things, even internationally and philanthropically. So, you know, that name will live on for a long time. What was interesting is the one child is married. Um, the other ones are not. Um and there's only one nephew, so I don't... Does it say anything about the nephew, about the the, the son of that one? So the, the son is Harry Craft. You know what? And one more thing. <laughs> I want to see who his wife is. It's a white girl. You know, and I think like in our community, like definitely would have dragged out the marriage and also would have married out. So at least the money stays in his community, you know, but guarantee if this was a black guy, he would have definitely divorced. OK, divorced his first black wife. The what did they call it? The Bildaboo. <laughs> and And he would have definitely gotten himself something foreign, you know, so. But let's see what's happening with Harry Craft. So Harry Craft, right now, oh, he's a little one. He's 5'8". He's 25 years old. And he plays football. Um, He's a quarterback. So that's interesting. I, um, you know, he still has his life ahead of him. He's 25. Looks like he's in college. So, um, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, y'all. And this is, he only has one grandchild. So. Mm. It says, early life and education. Kraft was born in Brooklyn, Brookline, Massachusetts, to a Jewish family. One of four children of New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft and his late wife Myra Kraft. So, yeah, Robert Kraft is also the New England's Patriot owner. You would think that they would list him for um Oh, that's Jonathan, not Robert. Yeah. So, let's see here. <laughs> the, who owns Kraft macaroni and cheese? That has to be pretty cool, though, y'all. Like, can you imagine your parents, you know, owning half the most of the stuff that we have as a whole household good, you know, or like even being the Fords and like for years to come, people are driving Fords and that has to be so cool. Um... Yeah, so that was one of the questions I had too. Is Kraft and Heinz the same company? So in 2015, Kraft parent company merged with uh, Heinz Holding Kraft. You know what, y'all? Um, you can log off now. Let me just check one more thing. And for those of you who kind of stick around, 
Um, you can probably figure it towards the end. It's either going to get good or it's going to go downhill like this. But I want to check something. Craft stock. I just want to check something and see if they have options, if they sell options. Mm, they do pay dividends. And there was one more thing I wanted to look at. So we go to Yahoo Finance. And uh, y'all, um, if you don't already know about finance.yahoo.com, I can't even begin to go into how important it is for you to keep that on your tab. But one of the tabs they have on there is options. So you go to options and I'm low-key kind of maybe giving TMI from a class that I learned. <laughs> Ooh, but you know what? If you're here, then let's go. Let's get with it. So if you go to the options tab, you can see how many people are in um interested in a certain call option, right? In a call or a put option. And so on there, it has open interest. So if you look and see... You have call options for this Friday and the most people are in the call option for um, 35 because right now the stock is, was it like 30 stock? Let me see. Um, hey, if you're here, listen. So right now the stock is currently going for 35.73. So if you were to do a call option... Let me close it. Um, you would look here and you would see, oh, snap. But even more people think it would go to 36.50. But this is, you also have what's called in the money and out of the money. Oh, wow. So 9,000 people. No, no, no. You have about 1,600 people thinking it's going to go up to 36. And you have some people who are thinking it's going to be around $35. So, but the majority of people, 12,000 people think it's going to be at 37.50. So they actually think it's going to drop from 35.73 by, uh, by Friday. Hmm. But that would make, would make sense because right now it's consolidating. And so here's what you would do. You, if you wanted to, you could, um, you would have to do your math. I, I would have to, um, my teacher gave me a spreadsheet on this. But you would look and see how much it would cost to buy these shares on sale. And then um, you would buy 100 shares. So that would be what the... Um, so let's say 36 times 100. That would mean you'd, you'd spend $3,600 on this. And then you would... Um, what happens is you would actually put in... I don't remember what the stra what it's called, but you would basically put in an order that you want to buy it at a at a discounted rate. But because it is dividends, you'd be getting dividends for it. And then if no one sells it to you for that amount in that time frame, then you could put in another work order, and you would get paid for putting like putting out putting it on quote unquote Craigslist, and or you could just buy the shares. And then put it for sale, mark it up like whatever is good, 1, 5, 10, 30%. And um, put it like way out and then you would get dividends and then somebody would either buy it for that amount. Because then what you would do, ah, y'all. So what I would do is I would look at the contracts for um, January 17, 2025. Because I love me a good leap, y'all. I love a good leap. 
And so what I would do is I'm looking to see, let me see, so, da, 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 da. oh, people think it's going to go down to $30. Mm. So it's, it's going through a consolidation phase right now. And a good amount of people also think it's going to be, yeah, still about the same price. But you get paid for putting it on sale. And then when it sells, you can um, go back and buy some more. All right, y'all. That's it. Bye. And I hope my original recording doesn't go down. But look at this. I, I was trying to find the image. And so this came up. I'm not going to spend too much longer. But it said, um, Robert Kraft, a massage parlor and an unbelievable story. This was October 2019. Um, it says, after a long fight, has solicitation case dismissed. But understand, this man is worth $10 billion, But I really think he should get some of that smoke, you know. And so I guess there were four. Uh, it says, four of the men pleaded guilty and settled their cases. None of them served time in jail. Um, this other one says, um, I don't believe they were told they were going to work in massage parlors seven days a week having unprotected sex with... A a thousand men a year you know so when you think about all the disease and everything so this is um disturbing saga of robert Kraft's visit to a strip mall sex spa so it says here a health inspector named karen herzog visited a massage parlor for a routine inspection she noticed that the spa worker a young Asian woman was dressed provocative, provocatively, spoke little English, and appeared nervous. She also noted suitcases, clothes, a fridge full of food and condoms at a massage parlor, y'all. <laughs> All of which, according to the training she had received, could be signs of human trafficking. Over the next eight, eight months, Detective Mike launched an investigation into what he believes was a large-scale prostitution ring engaged in human trafficking. Because one of the massage parlors, or Orchids of Asia Day Spa, fell on the side of the county line in Palm Beach, they notified Jupiter's police. So it says, Orchid is located off U.S. One Strip Mall, and it says here, it's old and quiet money. Like most spas in the area, or Orchids charged $59 for a half-hour massage and $79 for a full hour. And what's so funny, like, y'all, I, I joke about this, but it's funny, but not funny, funny, but kind of funny. You have these passport boys flying out of the country. Do you know you can, for $79, you can just get someone right here? You, you can get you a foreign right here, and they'll clip your toenails and everything. I just, whatever, but you know what? They're not the brightest tools in the shed. Let them, you know, stimulate the economy. Let them, because here's the thing, like, it's funny. You know what? I should do a separate podcast on this. Passport boys are good for my stock. Listen, if they're going to be traveling, like, let me know which airline you're using. Are you using Delta, United? When I, I shared with y'all my story about investing in, um, I was a new trader and, I think I lost was it like eleven thousand dollars. Like, where were you, passport boys, when you when I needed you? You guys couldn't be trapped. I I invested in 
all of those. I had done an option in all of those flights. United, American. I still remember the tickers. Like if I want to have a nightmare, it was like U-A-L, A-A-L, um, all of them. It was about three or four of them. But apparently these passport boys ain't traveling as much as they said they would because that was the the winter of 2020, I believe. Y'all. But yeah, if y'all listen, I'm I'm up for kicks. I'm gonna do it on the next podcast. So it says here, apparently she testified that the spa workers appeared agitated, failed to make eye contact, da 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 da, flat iron. This is really interesting. But you know, probably putting this information out could get my um podcast. Ew. Ew. so nasty i just oh no we're done we're done